Shabbat Shalom, Cantor Feldman, and thank you for that beautiful rendition of Lechilach um, from Debbie Friedman, who we all remember so warmly and so well. And it is a perfect introduction to what I want to talk about um, as both you uh, in singing Lechilach and Ryan in his Bar Mitzvah talk mentioned this idea at the beginning of the Parsha of Lech Lecha, that what we want is for Abraham to go forward in accordance with God's command. And so we begin with a question. Because one of the characteristics of the Torah is that he chooses leaders without telling us why it has chosen them. Or maybe this is just a feature of God. When God comes to Moses, we don't know why Moses deserves to be singled out. When Samuel comes to David, we don't know what it is about David that will be special. And when God says to Abraham at the beginning of chapter 12, Lech Lecha, go, we don't know why Abraham. The rabbis tell us stories that Abraham broke his father's idols. And he said to his father, they got in a fight and his father said, how can they fight? They're made of wood and stone. And Abraham said, well, why do you worship them? They tell the story that Abraham worshiped the moon and then the sun, and then he realized they can't both be God. So there has to be something bigger than the moon or the sun. But these are stories the rabbis tell it's not in the Torah. In the Torah, we just know that God came to Abraham and told him to go. Abram at the time, actually, he has not yet become Avraham. He's Avram. And so the question is why? What is it that Abraham has? Because what happens with Moshe, with David, with Avraham, with Ruth, with others, that become well known in the Torah is that their qualities are unveiled over time. Even if they are designated from early on, like Samson from birth or Shmuel in some sense from birth, even if they are designated, you will be special. We don't know what is special until it unfolds in the narrative. It comes in the story. We see it in the events that the Torah tells us. Next week, though, there is a verse that tells us why Abraham. And I want to refer it back to something that happens this week. So first, next week, from chapter 1819, God says, And that says it all. I have chosen you so that you might instruct your children and their children after them. I made a joke in the title that we sent out on this uh, sermon that Abraham was the first influencer. But actually, an influencer is a teacher. That's what we used to call influencers, teachers. And Abraham is a teacher. 
I have chosen you, says God, so that you will teach people the way to be and what to do. And we know that Abraham has not taught one single lesson, but multiple lessons over time. But I want to single one out for us to point to one so that we understand the deep character of this individual. Because, you know, there are lots of things that go on in our lives, and sometimes they reveal trivial or surface attributes that we have. And then there are those testing moments, those deep moments that show the stuff of which we are made. And I think that that is true in the lives of individuals and in the lives of nations. There are times, as Thomas Paine put it so eloquently at the time of the founding of this nation, times that try men's souls. So let's look at a time that tried Abraham's soul. From this week, that we don't usually pay much attention to, but we should remember. When Abraham left, he leaves with his wife, Sarah, and with the retinue of people, but also with his nephew, Lot. And they go to a new land and they prosper there. They do well. And Lot's herdsmen and Abraham's herdsmen start to fight. And Abraham doesn't want fighting. Now remember, he brought Lot to this land. He has the right to it. God said to him, this will be your land. And Lot has come along. He brought him into the investment, right? He said to him, here, take a few shares. But it's Abraham's company. And now, each of their employees are fighting within the company. So what does Abraham say to Lot? Rather than saying, how could you cause trouble for me after I made you so prosperous and brought you into this land and made you part of my mission and all the things that would be natural to say? It's not what Abraham does. He says to Lot, here is the land before you. Go where you will, and I'll take whatever you don't take. If you go north, Lot, I'll go south. If you go east, I'll go west. What's important is that there be peace and that you be satisfied. That's an extraordinary statement. And it teaches us something about why God chose Abraham. It is a frequent characteristic of human beings to stand upon their rights and to feel aggrieved and to feel upset and to be unable to give other people their due. We tend to understand our own motivations much better than others because we are inside ourselves. 
So we have a thousand reasons why we're right and they're wrong. But that's not the lesson of Abraham. The lesson of Abraham is sometimes you have to step back. You have to let someone else have the day. You have to care more about peace sometimes than about victory. You know where I'm going. In a couple of days or several days or who knows when, one side in our very, very contentious election is going to win and one side is going to lose. That can be an occasion for whoever does not succeed to be bigger, to open their arms, and for those who succeed to be bigger and to open their arms. Not that you have to stop believing in the causes you believe in and fighting for the causes that you believe in. No, God forbid. There are serious issues in this election and people should fight for those issues. They should fight for the issues, not for the egos. They should understand that other people can differ from you and still be thoughtful, be kind, and just see things another way. It's going to be a great test of the fabric of this nation, whether we will be able to win without gloating and lose without recrimination, whether we will be able to do what Americans have done now for hundreds of years, which is to accept the verdict of the people, even if it is painful for us and to understand that America is a strong and resilient nation. And though it may take blows, it will survive. That's our job. And it is our job to do what Abraham did, to teach Banav, your children, and their children. Not to teach our children that if the other guys win, everything is terrible and destroyed. <clears throat> Not to teach our children that everybody who's on the other side either doesn't care about America or doesn't care about Jews or doesn't care about liberty or doesn't care about oppressed people or doesn't care about someone. Not to demonize the people who differ. That does our children a tremendous disservice. And as a frequently demonized people, we have to watch what we say. And even if public figures demonize one another, we have to be better than that. That's right. We have to be better than public insults or denigrations or cruelties. Jews shouldn't talk like that. And frankly, neither should anyone else. So please, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
Remember Abraham telling Lot, you go there, take what you want, take what you need. My heart is big enough to embrace those who oppose me. That's why we are Abraham's children. That's why God chose Abraham. And we have to act so that we are worthy of God choosing us too. Shabbat Shalom.